Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Tom Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan for the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and joining me shortly will be Rich Van Zant. As the Miami Dolphins... Uh, 31 to 28 victory is probably the most exciting win that this team has had in over a decade. Uh, certainly in the regular season, uh, just an absolutely dramatic, exciting game. Uh, and um, you know, it, it had so many things on uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, just an electric game, and, and uh, you know, for this uh, this team and and, and their fans, uh, certainly was uh you know the most memorable that I, that I can remember in in a long long time as the uh Brock Osweiler uh led Miami Dolphins uh were able to beat Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears uh in in just an explosive game like we said um don't know where to start uh, I guess you start with Osweiler who at the last minute uh was basically penciled in to replace uh, an injured Ryan Tannehill, and we'll we'll delve into that and talk some more about that. But basically, uh, Tannehill's shoulder was uh, ailing him, uh, uh, I think starting Wednesday when he actually started throwing in practice, and then it got worse on Thursday. And needless to say, he was a scratch. Osweiler jumps in, and, uh, you know, I've been a a defender of Osweiler, uh, and, and believe me, I've had... Uh, many detractors uh, on that. Uh, I mean, he is what he is, but when he plays, he can play at a high level. Uh, You saw that in Denver. Uh, When he's off, he's off. There's no doubt about that, and I'm not saying that he is uh, any bit of the long-term solution or anything like that, but, but, you know, for a backup role, uh, he certainly did a fantastic job as uh, he he throws for, I think, 380 yards and three touchdowns, and... uh, what can you say about Frank Gore? Uh, I, I felt that Frank Gore was the reason why they were able to sustain what they did and just uh, just an unbelievable game as he goes over 100 yards, 101 yards. Uh, I think he averaged uh, a little under seven yards a carry and just was the physical force that they needed. And, and that's really why the offense started clicking because they were able to run the ball. And Frank Gore um, was the reason why. And then, of course, Albert Wilson. What a day. Uh, six receptions, 155 yards, two touchdowns. You see the speed that he has. And uh, just so electric and exciting. Um, great pickup. Danny Amendola finally uh, had a game where he was a presence. Not not a tremendous presence, but certainly his best game as a Dolphin. Um, I think he had eight receptions, uh, just under 60 yards. Um, so, like I said, uh, you know, a, a game where he was felt, his presence was felt. Not a tremendous game, but certainly his best game thus far and, and was intr- instrumental. Um, 
you have to point out that uh, as the uh, offense was, you know, doing what it was doing, the offensive line, um, I would say, might have had their best game of the year um, against the defense that we were concerned about because obviously Khalil Mack. Um, was playing on all cylinders, and uh, they were able to run the ball, and the pass protection was fantastic. Uh, just a very, very good job by the line in general. And uh, that basically culminates uh, into an overtime victory where Jason Sanders, who uh, was 3-for-3 three three field goal-wise, is able to hit a 47-yard game-winning field goal, um, and it's the Dolphins' record, then goes to 4-2. and two. Um, So just, you know, a, a very exciting day. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else uh, you basically put it um, other than, you know, to just uh, just basically, uh, you know, um, just sit back and, and, and kind of enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess there's a lot of subtext you know to take from it um and uh you know the 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 dolphins and and the way that their season has been you know with the uh the up and down um that has been going on certainly makes it uh you know um a lot of questions still surround this team and so you know for what it means as far as uh you know, moving on in the future, you don't know. But what they have done is they've basically uh, they've put themselves back into a season now at four and two, where um, they've stopped the bleeding and they they did it in in an electric way. So um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I think you take it just for what it basically is, you know, and that is uh, you know just a, a, a tremendous and exciting win. So without further ado, let's uh, get rich in here and. Uh, uh, get some takes on it. Rich, you know, the one thing I, as we get started, you know, the one thing that sticks out in my mind, and you know I've always been, I've been a Tannehill supporter all the way through, and I still am, um, but I think there is something to be said, Rich, when you look at this game, and it's certainly, you know, the greatest victory, and in, in, in judging from, the, you know, we've gotten a lot of emails and stuff that have come in, uh, and, you know, obviously this is the one that, you know, everybody's talking about, but um, I think that you can't lose sight of the fact that this takes place, and Ryan Tannehill and Cameron Wake are not even involved in it. I mean, there's something to be said with that, isn't there? It may be time to move on. You know, it may yeah. be time to move on. I mean, I don't think Tannehill would have thrown for 380 yesterday. You know, well, you're, the numbers oh, okay, so you're, 180 to 220. You know, so oh really? If they want to make a move now, I'm not gonna shed a tear. Really? Uh, see, I wasn't even going there. I, I wasn't even yeah. going there. I wasn't saying that. So you're taking it as an actual football thing. I, I wasn't even saying that. I'm just, I, you know, listen, we, we'll get into that, and, and that's interesting that you brought that up. I didn't think that was going to be your take on it at all. Um, but I, was, I wasn't even, like, really talking about whether or not he was going to be able to win the game in the fashion. And maybe you're right. I, 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 we're we're going to have to discuss this because I'll get into this with you a little bit. And let's, you know, but I was just talking about from the sheer perspective that that they just weren't involved in what is the biggest dolphin, you know, a regular season win in 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 a decade, maybe two decades. I mean, it's just you know, it's been a long it's time just, since you felt like this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and they but both you, you, weren't you, even you know, present. You know what I said? You know what I know? Yesterday, I know the rhythm of the offense was just totally different. You know, like you know, you had a quarterback back there that was zinging the ball around, and the rhythm was. 
you know, at third and eight, you didn't feel like he wasn't going to make the first down, like we feel with Tannehill in there. You know what I'm saying? It just felt uh, different. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that you're saying that, I, I you know, I can see see that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 did it, it did seem a little bit different. I, I'm just, I'm, I guess, I'm just surprised because I know that you're not really an Osweiler guy, and I've always no, argued not. with I you. Just, like, you know, look, I know he's not going to play like that every week. You know, right. I know he's had problems, but he really right. he looked fantastic yesterday. He really did. He did. He did, and that's yeah. the reason why I've defended him so much is because my yeah. feeling is that when he plays well, he plays at a very high level. Now, believe me, yeah. there's there's plenty of times when he plays at a very low level and he looks, like, terrible, you know, and obviously oh, know. he's been back he and forth. Back so He goes back, and then you're going to be, like, maybe in two weeks, like, why why is he in there? But Yeah, you know. well, I don't – listen, I, I, I don't – think you make the change I don't think you make a change I wasn't you know really advocating that um you kind of brought that up what I was just basically saying is that you know that the two big names that I I really like but you know in all honesty they weren't even dressed up for this game and you know so there is something that you have to take out of that you know I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's not your quarterback for the rest of the year and I'm not saying he can't do good things and and hopefully he will get it together and be part of the future but we both agree that you know his future is, is, is very cloudy right now and that you know this this might be you know his, his I mean, final he hurrah there exactly getting, he wasn't getting uh, you know a glowing reference from uh, the head coach did you see those interviews when they're asking yeah, about Hill? yeah wow. I did and you know listen it, 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 me and you have talked you know ad infinitum about the injury two years ago and how bizarre that was and how it cost him an entire year. And, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When's the last time you've seen a quarterback exit a, a game and you don't hear anything, and then all of a sudden his shoulder is a problem midweek and then he's out for the game? It was a very bizarre circumstance again. It was. Was he even warming up, was he warming up yesterday? No, no. So he just I don't, came out in street clothes. That was it. Yeah, well, what happened was they from, from that, the they they lied they lied about that all week. Well, I maybe you heard something I didn't, but from what I heard is that you know Wednesday was the well, first they kept day game time decision. That's what it said on the injury well, report. Yeah, you well, know, it was. If he didn't it come was, out in but, uniform. If he didn't come out in like at least pants and spikes and winging the ball around, that's not a game time decision. They were just they well, knew what was happening. They didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, I mean, I. I I can't really speak to that uh, other than I, I don't believe he did. What I, The way that I heard was that, you know, Wednesday went out there for the first day through through the ball, uh, and then um, then basically uh, Thursday uh, experienced pain and, and, and threw it again, and it got worse, and then sat out Friday, and then they were talking on the weekend of whether or not he would play. He was, uh, you know – Doubtful, and then it became a game day decision, I guess, like you're saying. But I had heard, I had heard uh, Saturday that most likely he was not going to play, and then Sunday, or very early, I heard that he was out. I heard that he was out, like literally, like 9 a.m. So uh, I don't know how that he could have went on the field, uh, like you're saying, like he went out there at, at 11:30, 12 o'clock, threw the ball and said, "No, I'm a no go," and then went back well, and changed. Were, that's what they were acting when they announced that he wasn't playing. It was kind of late, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it'd be so, interesting well, what, to hear. He, he re-injured eating his three egg omelet before the game. I mean, come on. 
You know? No, I, I had heard that he was most likely not playing Saturday, and, and I, like I said, really? Sunday yeah. I had reports very early that he was not playing in this game. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Strange. for whatever reason, uh, you know, I, I think you have to – yeah. Kind of go with that. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I just think can't that. I can't stand Gaze's attitude. I mean, they're asking him about Tannehill, and they're not, they weren't asking dumb questions. You know, it wasn't like Bobby yeah. Knight, you know, throwing a chair at somebody like you know something stupid. I mean, he was asking like you know what what's the situation with his shoulder. They weren't even asking like if is he, is Oswald your new quarterback. They weren't even going there. You know, he like snaps. I don't know. I'm sick of talking about somebody that didn't play. I mean, really. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. Just the way, he rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I can understand right. that. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just I do know where you're what you're you know? saying. I, you know, it's 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 a matter of you know, I guess basically, you got to take it from where it comes and who they want to be. And you know, and I by just, his name or whatever, like he was, like you know what I mean? He was being that like idiotic about it. Yeah, I, you know they 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 follow the the Belichick kind of thing when they yeah. you know uh, uh, so yeah. we've talked about that so many times and I think it probably uh, yeah. yeah you know it probably still attributes to something like that uh, if you will uh, you know I think that uh, they got that kind of mentality and you know I guess uh, so disgusted with uh, you know the fact that. You know they're in this uh, victory mode, and and you know, and everybody wants to talk about Tannehill, but that's a big story, though. I mean, it's it's a big story when you're starting quarterback. You know, it, you I don't think anybody's seen this injury. But don't you make it a bigger story when you act like an idiot? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do, and I think that when you look at it uh, as far as like what what it means for the future and stuff, there's there's that whole surprise standpoint because nobody really knew what the story was I mean I this was not coming out of the last game that they played the Cincinnati game you didn't hear Tannehill got injured how's the shoulder nothing that's my point yeah that's my point but they're they're making it seem yeah well they're making it seem like they didn't they're saying that like he practiced when do you think then when do you think they knew about this well, if if he really didn't throw the ball until Wednesday, which I find that hard to believe, because he would came in for treatment on on Monday, and don't you think when they're giving him treatment, they would have him throw a little bit to see what it feels like? If he comes in for treatment, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he, he comes in for treatment. Oh, you don't think he came in for treatment after his shoulder got hurt in the game? Come on. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Nobody's like making it like he got hurt in the yeah. game. So I, I, so my point, yeah, I, I, my point is that they're full of crap. That they're lying about it. That's my point. I don't believe it was a game diving decision. I think they knew all week. Well, okay. So, so if I have you correct, what you're basically saying is that he got hurt in the Cincinnati game. They knew he got hurt yes. in the Cincinnati game. He reported yeah, he Monday like every injured player would. He reports on a Monday, right. and they say, okay, yep. what's going on? They take some ball. They try throwing with it or whatever. Then let's see how it is Tuesday. comes in Tuesday. Because, you know, Monday, obviously, Tuesday, non-practice as far as throwing. And then Wednesday is now the first day. So he participates Wednesday in throwing. And, you know, no, it's still bothering me. Okay, let's see how it is Thursday. Thursday, oh, it's still – that's what you're saying, and then it goes on yeah. like that. What they are saying is, you know, basically Wednesday, first day throws, feels some uncomfortability, 
goes home, sleeps on it, comes back Thursday, participates again. Oh, this got a lot worse. And they kind of take it from there. And then he doesn't participate Friday and then, you know, on to the questionable, you know, probable, questionable, doubtful, and then out. And, and so, you know, that's that's where that's all going. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I thought the whole thing was bizarre, and it, I still do. I think it's bizarre in the sense of the timing and the way that it kind of went down. And I also think that you have to look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, this is this is the leader of the team. I thought it was weird of what happened, you know, in the past with the injuries, and now here he is, and and you know, unquestionably, uh, you know, the the most exciting and the biggest win they've had, uh, and and. He's not a part of it, and Cameron Wake yep. also not a part of it, and very sketchy because I've heard reports that he got operated on Wake, and now they're saying no. I don't know, but you know well, that kind of came out of nowhere scope. too. What's that? They're saying he got a scope, doesn't he? Yeah, well, they're not, but that's the the word was I heard that he was going <laughs> under the knife, and now they're saying they're being really sketchy well, with I it heard, and yeah, kind I of. Heard the, that he could miss multiple weeks, so if it was just a knee sprain like they're saying, why would he miss multiple weeks? And that's and yeah. another one is like, where did that come from? Because I didn't hear anything about that until midweek yeah. or whatever. All of a sudden, he was hurt too. I didn't see him on an injury report. I didn't. I on the, uh, on the Cincinnati game. No. Did you know that he was hurt? And all of a sudden, no, he was they, out. They pull these guys in and out so much, you never know what the hell's going on. You know. Right, but even after the game, you look at the reports and stuff. I hadn't heard that he, he sustained a, a major, you know, injury no. or, or anything that would keep him out. And because they so don't he was another one. With those reports. That's the point. You know, yeah. they don't tell the truth when it comes to that stuff. I don't know yeah. what they think it gets them, but you know, I don't get it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello.
Dolphins Legend Show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zant, as we recap the Miami Dolphins electric victory, 31-28 over the Chicago Bears, and uh, of course this brings the Miami Dolphins record to four and two now, and um, they are, you know, certainly in a, in a very good position uh, in the AFC. Uh, I think you saw last night though that uh, you know. Uh, basically, um, a statement was made, and, and there was a very controversial part in there, which we will talk about in the third segment uh, with Tom Brady and, and that whole thing. But uh, but bottom line is, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And, and I think everybody knows that the New England Patriots made a statement that they are, you know, uh, still the, the head honcho there. Um, but irregardless, uh, the Dolphins now have – put themselves uh, in a different category uh, with this victory. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it basically goes. Uh, just a reminder uh, for everybody uh, listening, um, you can catch all our shows uh, on iTunes, and uh, you can uh, send us any questions, comments. We've had a, a bunch of them, which we'll, we'll try to get to, to at least one of them later on. That's the Pacatello Show at Yahoo.com. Um, and you know, we we basically uh, we'll we'll see where this all basically goes for the year. The Dolphins uh, have uh, some tough games coming up, but um, you know, it, it was uh, it was a game where I felt personally that the defense, you know, was struggling a bit. Uh, defense was certainly um, not at, at its peak performance. Where you've seen the defense was was basically carrying this team for for the first, you know few weeks and, and most of the year uh, they were kind of off and uh, I thought that you know so you got to tip your cat to Kiko Alonso Kiko Alonso makes a uh, you know again the, the guy makes big plays uh, and there's that you can't take that away from him and when the Dolphins get turnovers they win and this year they've gotten turnovers last year they got nothing that's why they, they, they were dismal. year before that, they got turnovers. They went to the playoffs. And Kiku, when they get turnovers, is always uh, you know at the forefront of that. But the fumble that Kiku uh, uh, created was a huge, huge play in this game. And, of course, Rashad Jones had a, a very good game again, um, just being in the right place, right time. And, and, you know, like I said, they were able to get turnovers, and that's a big, big thing. Xavier Howard um, – you know, uh, obviously, they're their best corner by far, having a very good year. They had some problems corner-wise, though, um, and, uh, you know, and, and that's something that's going to need to be addressed as, uh, you know, Tankersley had, had come in again um, it, because, they, you know, they, they just were eating up, uh, you know, that, that, that side. of it. And I think that's still a problem uh, corner-wise. It, 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 it's still, you know, something that's uh, – um, I, th- I think it, who, I'm trying to think of the name. Um, McTire, I think Tory McTire. 
uh, maybe Rich knows, um, uh, you know, was replaced, uh, and, and they brought Tankersley in, and that that's still an area of concern. But I thought on a on a day where they just didn't quite have it, they were able to do enough. And like I said, it was the turnovers that basically kept them alive in this game. And, and Rich, you know, this wasn't a, it wasn't without error. Like I thought there was a lot of. Uh, Boneheaded coaching decisions, and of course we're going to get into the Drake fumble on the one yard line. Yeah, you know, yeah, which you, know I, what I, you know what I'm going to say before I say and, it. And, and I'm right with you. I'm right with you. I'm yeah. so dis- First of all, when you have, you know, uh, third and an inch, are you on the one yard line? Why are you in shotgun when you're running that's the exactly ball, dominating the ball? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And you know who else flipped out about it? I'm listening. You ready? Bob Greasy doing the game, screaming and yeah. yelling. Screaming and yelling, like, can you explain to me when you're on the one-yard line and you have an inch to go for a touchdown, you're in a shotgun? It makes no sense at all. And he's absolutely right. We've been yelling about the way they never go under center and any reason. It's so crazy, you know. What, on, on the radio broadcast, here's another thing. On the, the way, yeah, on the radio broadcast. He was flipping about that. Yes, he was flipping about that. He was screaming over Rose and Cephalo the whole time. Yeah, he was flipping out. Which I, I don't really understand because uh, you know they were dominating the ball from that that you know the yeah. the physical part Frank Gore and all that and, and you take yourself out of that and I just don't get that I really don't well, here's, understand here's that. Thing. Here's my other thing. Why isn't Frank Gore there on short yardage? Is he more yeah, of a bulldog runner? Because no, because they went out of it. They went into the shotgun formation. But, yeah, but why wouldn't yeah I know, but why wouldn't Gorgeous finish that drive? Like, why would you even change running backs there? Because they you look know? at Drake as the better pass catcher when they're in that formation, and they wanted to sell it that way. And I also think uh, Gore got banged up a little on the two carries before, but I still would have okay. had Gore in there. I'll tell you what I would have done. I wouldn't have called the timeout. I thought the timeout was a huge mistake. They had a defense that was huffing and puffing. Uh, they they couldn't even Why get their breath get together. Back on their heels? Exactly. exactly. Letting them regroup. It almost cost them. It almost cost them sure. a tie that time yep. out. It really did. And then I would have I would have not called the timeout. I would have lined up right there. I would have had Frank Gore in the backfield, and I would have had Osweiler quarterback sneak it right up the middle and win the game. That's what I would have done. Yeah. 100%. And I, yeah. again, like you said, I, I I think they overthink too much. You know, I think yeah. Gase and they just overthink things way too much, and yeah. it comes back to bite them. Now today, uh, you know, it, it didn't. They got lucky. They got a reprieve. They got a missed field goal that should have ended the game, right? So they they got they got lucky, right? Yeah, I know. You know, I don't know if the, you know Sanders is is going to be the guy, but isn't that the first time in our history that like a guy we let go? Doesn't come Comes back, back and, and misses. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. It always seems like it's the opposite. Yeah, you're right. The opposite. You know, and, I can't even remember and looking, a time like that. And looking at Parkey, and then of course the I can't think of his name, the guy that we cut, that went to Cleveland. The guy, the guy that flew from Florida internationally. I don't remember his name either. Uh, you know, and then we we chose Sanders, but Sanders looks like you know. I mean, he had some big kicks, and yeah, I was very comfortable with him. You know, I thought that. Uh, that's he was really kick. good in New Mexico. I watched the highlight reel on him uh, about a week ago. I mean, he was a big-time kicker there, man. You know, the team wasn't oh, yeah. good. He won a few games for them, you know? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like he, so, he had yeah. like a 55-yarder to win one last year, you know? Wow. As time ran out. Yeah, drilled it right down yeah. the middle. Very you interesting, know? yeah. Um, you know, and I thought that uh, 
I thought that this was. Uh, I, I thought that it was basically uh, a good team effort all the way across the board, and they had adversity and they were able to overcome it in so many different areas. Um, yeah. And you know, and 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 that's where they they have to kind of unify and, and, and go with. But um, you know, I, like we said, I, I I thought that there was times when I'd like, uh, I'd like my new favorite tight end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he certainly had a good first half, you know, there's no doubt yeah. about that. He, You know, he caught the touchdown pass O'Leary, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he had a – it seemed like they abandoned that in the second half. Um, it yeah, seemed like, you they know, were lining him up as a fullback. Did you see that? That's how he yeah, caught the touchdown that. pass. He, he peeled out on that. And right. He's a good ball player. I mean, he yeah. beat us up last year. He was good in college. I don't know why Buffalo gave up on him. I don't know how we got him for free. That's crazy, you know. Yeah, they they totally gave up on him, and then he was on our yeah. practice squad. So yeah, I I thought that, um, you know, that's good because you know tight ends are, are are very important. We you know we have to have a tight end, or a couple tight ends into this offense. I think that's big. Um, I also thought that uh, Matt Burke made some real foolish defensive mistakes uh, on key situations. You know, he blitzes and, and uh, that was a huge blitz that, uh, you know, backfired uh, on a stupid time to do it. And then there you got a touchdown, you know? Um, so I, I thought that they were not helping themselves at all in a lot of different ways um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know? Nothing new. Offensively, I mean Albert Wilson, he's just electric, man. This guy, this guy was one of the that, best that pickups. Or... That was one of the best, you know, runs after the catch I've seen from our team. I mean, probably in 25 years. You know, yeah, it was good. It was. And, and we, it was very good. Do we always get? Do we always get a deflection reception? <laughs> from the when we play the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, it's true, right? I know, I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, like, I agree with that. <laughs> I know, and boy, that was big, huh? I mean, that what a huge, huge. like yeah, that huge. deflection was everything. I know, it yeah. it really was, it, it really was. So uh, yeah, I mean, listen, like, they they have smiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere Clayton's got a big smile on his face. You know they're. <laughs> They do have uh, they do have stars on offense. There's no doubt. There's at the skill positions they do. Uh, they have speed and, and uh, you know they're able to do some things. But it's when they it's when they don't allow it or they, they uh, have just this this stifling game plan that seems like you know they have problems. And uh, you know I, I don't know you know what you you really don't think Tannehill would have been able to have a day. I don't know because I've seen him do it. You know, it's just that the last two weeks he hasn't. And, yeah, uh, just, just think about Forget about the two weeks, right? Yeah. When does he throw for 300 yards? I mean, even if he has a good game, it's 230, 240. I mean, I got that. She's not going to throw for 400. But, you know, mm-hmm. it just seems like we get a guy off the street and he comes in and throws for 380. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Tannehill doesn't do that. No. He hasn't for, for a long time. For whatever reason, he doesn't do it. No. He just doesn't. I don't think he's capable of doing it. Well, I don't see why he wouldn't be capable of doing it. I mean, he did it for the first few years well, of his career, does. no problem. You see it, they'll have a good first half, and then they go into a funk in the second half and does nothing. Yeah. Well, it's the flow was, was, was much better. It on him, but, you know, he doesn't put it two halves together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't think we could get out of this discussion without, you know, talking about Devontae Parker. Because all these guys implemented in here, even Gasecki had a, had a catch. Parker, nothing. Nothing. No, terrible. I mean, you know, no. at the time... Well, I just—they were shopping around for an eighth round pick yesterday. Well, if they're shopping around, yeah. the, there's, there's yeah. seven rounds. Maybe they're trying to get an eighth round. You know. Well, if you're shopping them around, they, yeah, if you're not threw the ball to him one time. Him. Yeah, he, he threw the ball to him one time for nothing. He, you know, it wasn't even a complete. That's it. So I don't know what you're shopping yeah. there. You know, look, no one bit. They're not going to be able to trade for him. Nobody's going to trade no. for this guy. No. No, he'll, the, he'll, you know, first of all, even though it's the last year of a, it's a fifth-year option, it's still too much money for somebody to take on, for somebody who, you know, is a bust. You know, it's it's taking it's taking our problem. Who's going to do that? Well, what, how would that work contract-wise? Well, you'd have to take the rest of it. The, the fifth-year option, I think this is his fifth year. He's a free agent after this year. So whatever the fifth-year option was, it's a decent amount of money. They'd be responsible for the rest of the year of it, you know? I don't think anybody's going to want to pay him that. That's how that works? Yeah. They would have to take it. You couldn't pick him up and sign him less? No, hell no. No, unless, they, unless we released him, then they have to wait till he clears waivers, and you know, then somebody could take him. But uh, no, you would have to, you'd have to absorb his contract. Which, you know, who would do that? Nobody. I don't think anybody would. Yeah. If that's the way it goes, I think you just answered it. I, I don't think anybody would. Especially right now. I mean, there, what, what what would be the purpose for it? You know, um, the I mean, teams that would. I mean, he's by us at some point. I don't know if it's this during the year or after the year. But you know, after that, I can't imagine anybody picking him up even for league minimum right now. What, what does he bring to the table? Why would you want him? You know, well, you're gonna really. I, I, I mean, next year I think you would have a chance in somebody's training camp. But you know, yeah, yeah, midway well, okay. through the season, you take a shot at somebody like this. I, I don't see it. You know, unless yeah, you're no, really I, desperate a receiver. You know? Yeah, I was just gonna say to you. Yeah, that that's what I see. I mean, I see basically uh, somebody bring him in next year in training camp to see where that goes. But you know, yeah, I mean, and you, you're right. you were, well, what Gruden was saying, right? Today, like no. everybody's on the market on this team. Amari Cooper, <laughs> he's gonna have a fire sale. Yeah, well, he should put himself on there. <laughs> but he you know, can't he's got, they owe him a hundred and nine million dollars for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I I think the Raiders are going to be okay. I think he, you know he's going to I, obviously. I, I mean, I think he'll be okay. I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll get it together to a degree. But you know what? And you know how I've I've felt and I've said it. He, I don't think you may, you may not recover from that Khalil Mack trade. It was an asinine trade. Did Khalil Mack do anything yesterday? Yeah, he got hurt. <laughs> okay, it's like. Where is yeah, game? he got hurt. I mean, you've yeah. seen it. He got he got hurt. Okay. It was a obviously okay. it was a major point in the game. You know, he went yeah. into the tent, and uh, you know, I, I I don't know how bad it is, but he hurt. You know, he hurt his uh, his ankle and his you know pretty bad. They took him in the tent. You've seen him getting worked on and all that throughout the game. So you know, maybe you dodge a bullet there. You know, you 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 catch Mac, yeah. and, you know, in a game that he gets injured in. But I must say, you know, he was still a presence before he got hurt. But they were doing a good job containing. You know, he was getting close on some plays, and then he got injured, and then you know and he I just. Shocked. I was I was shocked how how the offensive line, this patchwork offensive line, held up. You know, fantastic. The, the best Very the best shocked. job they've done all year. Uh, I mean, yeah. And by the way, they they brought Sam Jones back today. 
Sam Jones? I'm I'm sorry. Um, Sam Young. The, uh, Sam Young, the lineman, Sam Young. Sam Young. They they brought him back today. <laughs> cut uh, Mark. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Wasn't he on the yeah. team like two weeks ago? Yeah, he was on the team two weeks ago. He had a terrible game in so Cincinnati. So why would they cut him if they, they have all these problems? Why would you cut they him? They cut him. They brought in another guy. And then uh, basically this guy they uh, – was a mess, yes. and then he got rid of him. So, yes. So what happened was <sighs> they, uh, they they got rid of him. Um, they, they made a cut. Um, they cut uh, – let me see if I can think of it. Um, uh, so more, uh, Maurice Smith, the safety – they cut him and they brought Sam Young oh, back. Geez. So, so Sam Young, terrible game in Cincinnati, cut, best game of the Dolphins season. Then they bring him back. <laughs> this is the team. This is what we're dealing with. This is what you got. So, yeah, oh, but that—that's basically that. Yep. So, interesting. Um, you know, I, I thought, like you said, I thought the offensive line. It was fantastic. They were able to run the ball at will. I don't think they went to it enough. They they were running no, the they ball could have fantastic. Done it a lot more. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, you know there was more. times when they should have done it. They didn't. They got themselves into problems, and uh, and no, then here you, you go. What would you have done on third down when he fumbled? You go for it on fourth for the touchdown, or you kick the field goal there? What at the end of the game? Yeah, overtime. Kenyon Drake, you're talking about? Yeah, if he doesn't what, fumble what, there what? and he don't get, he doesn't get in. He's still on the one inch line or whatever the hell it is. Do you try right. to end the game with a touchdown, or you kick the field goal and take your chances? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm looking at it in a different light now because we know what happens, right? But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you have to be, be crazy you, not to take the still. Yeah. You're going for it, huh? I'm going for it because if you if you miss it, right, if you don't get in. Then right, they're on their one, right. They're on the one-yard line. You can win it with a safety, right? You still got a yeah. chance to win it on defense. And worst-case scenario, you should be getting the ball inside the 50-yard line the next time. Yeah, you know, I can't argue with that. You know? Yeah, I, I, I can't really argue with it. Goal, I know. I think you've got to go for the touchdown, man, on the first yeah. time. Because, you well, know, I was thinking I, I of you when it was going on. I was thinking about you because, you know, you obviously – we both don't like the new overtime rules. I, I don't like it at all. I, I like sudden I death. I think sudden death was so much more exciting. But the thing and that you, know, you always bring up is win. that – yeah, That's always a myth in the world. Agreed. You know? And the thing that you've always brought – you know, you bring up, and it's true. It plays the game different because now if the other team scores the field goal, every possession yep. is a four-down possession when it yeah, wouldn't so be. so how's that fair? And – yeah. It really isn't, and that kind of feeds into what you just said. Um, another yeah. another thing uh, last night, you know, you, you have a, a very controversial call up in New England with Brady. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come on back, wrap it up, and we're going to delve into that. But the NFL softness uh, is starting to change games now. I, I don't think you can argue that. Right back after this. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736. 
or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I am Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zant as we recap the Miami Dolphins victory, bringing them the four and two, and uh, tied for first place, uh, if you will, in the AFC East. And speaking of which, Rich, last night there was a very controversial play, and <laughs> where Tom Brady uh, was basically What's being, was yeah, it was in Gillette. No, but but this wasn't really a call. No, it I wasn't know. a call. Know, but what do you want? Grasp on that? There, no? So we, I know oh no, there's no doubt, there. and there was a few of them in the game. But yeah. I'm saying on this particular play, it was the no, no. call. But I mean, you know, no, know. It, you could see he lets him go, like you know, because he's afraid yeah. and he that he, you know, touchdown. I know, and and he goes yeah, in I there. Know. I mean. That doesn't happen without the new rule change, you know. It doesn't. No. Uh, and I, I'm in favor of it to a degree. The rule change, which I've said, I just, w- I want to avoid the Rich Gannon, uh, you know, the, the Saragusa Gannon hit. I thought that was dirty yeah. and it cost them a season. If this guy hit Brady and hurt him, I mean, you know, somebody would start a GoFundMe page. This guy would yeah. double his salary. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. Well, I, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but. I understand what you're saying, but as far as the uh, you know the the whole overall uh, rule has affected the league, this was I mean you've seen Clay Matthews all year, but this was this was actually a game changer because you know it wound up being the difference in uh, you know yeah. them winning that game. I think 
Uh, yeah, I mean, did, Kansas City did, did come back. Did you see the way get that loose at the end like that? No, I, I, I was shocked. Oh, yeah. I really was. You know, watching that game and then seeing Gronk at the end of that get that kind of space was – I was very surprised. I really was. Does Andy Reid uh, ever beat Belichick in a game? I mean, the big games that come to mind, they're obviously the Super Bowl. You could make a statement there that that maybe wasn't on fair advantage, but uh, – I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what. what. Yeah, I mean, you know, when he was with Philly, that's the only game I could think of. And then the Kansas City run, there's not really a uh, Kansas City big game that I could think of. But, I, I mean, I don't know. You think he's never beaten them? Probably not. But how do you blame that on Andy Reid? I mean, well, you know, the coordinator. Right, I mean, Andy Reid's he's an offensive coach, right? He's an offensive coach. Um, But I know you don't like him. But I think I think he went for too many field goals early too. He was settling for field goals. I I think he should have gone for it on fourth a couple times. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a dynamic quarterback. He got more speed than anybody can handle, and I think he got too cute with some of his stupid reverses and stuff. You know. I don't think he coached a great game. I think that game was winnable. Yeah, you think it was coaching, huh? I think a lot of it was. I I didn't like his – like I said, he settled for too many field goals. You know? Uh, Yeah. uh, It was 24-9 at one point. It's like a field goal is really not going to help you. Yeah, but you you really thought they would have gotten a touchdown there, though? I mean, I know what you're saying. They got a first down. There was, you know what I mean. It was like yeah. fourth and four the one time. Yeah, uh-huh. I think they could have got it. You know. Yeah, I, I remember the play you're talking about, and I I do remember that you know saying, you know, this is not good. You know, they really should kind of try to go for this. Yeah. But I didn't get the feeling they were going to get it though. You know, but well, they're moving pretty much at will. You know. Yeah, except when they needed to. But then they yeah. got it back. Then you know, then they were able to do some big things in the second half. Um, they got you know, I mean, they have the most explosive guy you know in, in the league right now. I mean, Hill is just—he's on another level. The speed of that guy is is ridiculous. You see, you see that dirtbag that threw the beer at him. Yeah, yeah. They got, apparently they, now they that they yeah. He got, they, yeah. They got banned from Gillette for life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> I can't say it on the air But you know what I thought <laughs> yeah, Don't tease me <laughs> Ban me from John for life right? <laughs> no 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 I see We know somebody else who's been banned from a stadium for life But that stadium yeah. doesn't exist anymore <laughs> no, I don't know if he's allowed in yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I first. When I first they wouldn't know that. him if they. They wouldn't know him if he came with a twin brother no. through the door. No. So you how know? did they, how did they figure this out? I mean, obviously that's a season ticket holder, but but how do you know exactly what section he's in, and how do they well, narrow listen, it down to him? How does listen, this go? Obviously, if somebody gave him a ticket and he went in there, nothing's gonna happen to him. Because no one's gonna know. But if he ever got in trouble again. He's trespassed from there. So if he ever caused an incident or something happened, then he could get locked up because he's not allowed in there. But obviously he can go. They're never going to say, oh, look, it's facial recognition. This is him. You know what I mean? Maybe okay, I got you. They would figure it out. But, you know, oh, I he would only get in trouble again if he 
caused an issue, and then they they research it. And they go, oh, wait, this guy was banned, so then he, he get in trouble. You know. Okay, but I got you. Um, but how did they know who he was though to do that? Yeah, she's thinking something. Well, they they I think they they blocked him up right there. I think they grabbed him. Oh, oh, on the site they got him. Uh, on, yeah, on the site, they, got, they got him uh, right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought right. that that was they yeah. making it seem like and they actually they identified re- him until today, but they got him yesterday. You know what I mean? I don't think they told everybody who he was yesterday, but they they got him right away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they were making it seem like they didn't, like they did this nah. today. Yeah. So they actually yeah. caught him last night. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah okay. Oh, and, 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 you know. okay. And, you know, and and let me let me say, uh, and the Boston Red Sox uh, caught cheating. Caught cheating today, huh? With pine tar now, right? So, uh, well, I didn't hear this. Let's hear it. Pine tar. A pitcher had pine tar. On the pitcher? Yeah, pitcher had pine tar, and he's going to it uh, right above his glove, and uh, they got him today. So, uh, you know, you always say what? New England, Boston, they've been cheating. Uh, Which one? Who was it? I'm not sure. Um, let me see if I can find it for you. Just seen it right before I went on the air. I mean, they all do that during this time of year. Oh, it's come cold, on. <laughs> no, they don't all do that. No, they don't all do that. No, they don't. You get a better grip on the ball. That's not. No, they don't. No, they don't all have pie tar on their forearm. No, they do not. Don't you no, start that. No, they do not. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, ridiculous. They all do that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Verlander's yeah, putting it on right now. Get out of here with that. You know what they oh, do come on. You know, you know what the trick is in the summertime, right? Yeah, okay. The trick is in the summertime, they, they use bullfrog suntan lotion. She's got, she got to put sunscreen on, and the bullfrog stuff makes the bull bounce. Yeah, they all use yeah. bullfrog suntan lotion. Cheating again. Cut cheating again. Yeah, by the way, baseball has been a cheating sport since they want everybody to come to Cut cheating again. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not condoning it. But all the pitchers do that crap. <laughs> they don't all do that. No, they do not. They, put, they, put they all do hand. not. That's this isn't the Gaylord Terry days. Too. No, they don't. No, they do not. They do not all do the that. Yes, there have been plenty of all, cases. They all use the pine tar to get a better grip on it when it gets colder out. They certainly <laughs> do. Yeah. They do, too. <laughs> okay. You show me t- You show me when Verlander has it all up his arm next game. You show me where it is because <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, you show they me that. Because yeah, yeah, they have it somewhere. Come on. Are you really condoning this? Come on. You're the one who said that they've been cheating up there for how long? Did you see the guy? Come on. What game it was? I, it was an Astro. It was either an Astro or a, I think it was an Astro. He had a discolorment on the bill of his cat like a circle and he kept going there touching it. There was some kind of substance on the man's hat on the bill of the cat and he kept going. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I've seen it. Of course I've seen it. But don't say everybody does it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. I think it was Matt Matt Barnes maybe. Yeah. It was like a big circle on his helmet. It was so obvious. I think it was Matt Barnes. Was it? And it was on a, usually they're a little discreet. They no, today I'm the, saying this is on top of the bill. Yeah, Matt uh, Barnes is the one that got caught. I I think so. Yeah, I think. Are so. they doing anything about it? 
I don't know. I just found out when I, right before I went on the air. I just thought That's I had to share it with you because I know you, yeah. you usually are, are are so adamant that the the Boston has well, been cheating since the beginning. They always cheat up there. Come yeah. on. It's just yeah. another Boston scandal. Don't condone it. They all do it. Yeah, okay. There's been plenty of cheating. There's been plenty of cheating all throughout baseball. I'm not saying that, but, you know, no, so they don't all do it. end up with Kennedy in the White House, for Christ's sake. They've been yeah. cheating forever. We know yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know where to go with that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got I, – <laughs> Let me just read a quick uh, one of our emails and stuff. Uh, let me get a quick one. Uh, Marcus and Margie. Pat Rich, been a Miami Dolphins fan since 2010. Greatest victory I've seen. This is why I'm a Dolphin fan. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that, you know, this is certainly. Wait, 2010, you don't have a lot of years. Uh, you know, but I mean, we have said before, me and you, that um, you know, uh, when you're a Dolphin fan, a young Dolphin fan, you don't have a lot to hang your hat on. I mean, no. there's just there's really not a lot. You know, the, I, I started thinking about it going back, and uh, you know, uh, I guess the wild card game, uh, the, the the wildcat game, you know, comes to mind in 2008, right? Um, that's probably the last. Yeah. Real. I don't know if that was exciting. I think we were in it wasn't. It, it, at that one, it right? wasn't I an mean, exciting game. Yeah, I, exactly. It no. was not an exciting like, game. They blew it out. What just happened there? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a quarterback yeah. in the game. Like, you know? I know. I know. I mean, this was this was the best game in a long, yeah. long time. It really was. It was just tremendous oh, just to watch a, it. There was some asinine comment, too, at the end of, uh, at the end of that four, you know, the night game last night. They had... Yeah, you know they had that post game show on, like that local thing on, on from New York, and uh, yeah. they're talking about the greatest coaches of all time, and the guy's list. He goes, no doubt, the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, followed by Vince Lombardi and Paul Brown. Well, uh, I guess it wasn't the Paul Brown that I still coached the, the, the Bengals. I guess that wasn't the Paul Brown he was talking yeah, but, about. Well, well, I, I'm surprised you're going with the Paul Brown. Yeah, but isn't Paul Brown, though? I mean, Paul Brown, though, wasn't he, like, just uh, exceptional, like, winning every year <laughs> with Otto Graham, though? There's nothing wrong with him. I'm not saying that. But this guy's younger than we are, and this guy's telling me about Paul Brown. I mean, come on now. You know? And they don't even mention right. the guy who has the most wins ever. <laughs> no, 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 I, I got you I know where you're coming from with it I just thought it was like, you know um, It's surprising because Paul Brown seems to be left off Every list And this is a guy yeah. that kind of won every year, so, right? You want me to jump to number one And how I really feel about Belichick? Well, that's where you know? I thought you were going That's the, why the you surprised me Oh, well, I was getting there But I'm like the cheatingest coach of all time Who got nailed cheating more than anybody in the world I mean, if uh, it, they if all it was do old it, though, right? Vegas He wouldn't have any fingers left Okay, they, all do it, though, Rich. Rich, yeah. they all yeah. do it though, Rich. They all do it though. They all do it, Rich. Come on, they all do it, Rich. Come on, they all do it. You know what I'm <laughs> it's a it's a cheating hey, sport. Well, they when, all when do it. 150 wins behind Shula, and he's the best ever. Stop yeah. it now. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, if Shula well, you know. competing against the teams he competes against his division, he would have 10 yeah. Super Bowls. Absolutely. Well, you know how I feel about the Don. There's nobody better in my book. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you want to put Lombardi ahead of him because Lombardi really never lost anything. He lost one championship game. 
you know, in 60. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that. The man died young before he could really do anything else. You know, I mean, but his his resume is impeccable. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. What Lombardi did. Lombardi's Lombardi. You know? This is he had to wait yeah. so long to become a head coach. I got that. But don't yeah. be giving me Belichick as the greatest coach of all time, people. Okay? I mean, stop it already. You know? Give me a break. I mean, what he's done is amazing in this in this span, but the league stinks. The division's atrocious. He has to win two games to be, you know, to get to the Super Bowl. He has to win two home games 90% of the time against inferior teams. Give me one great team at AMC you ever beat to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, I, I just thought. And you had to cheat to beat Carolina in the Super Bowl. There you go. That was a great Carolina team to cheat the Lone uh, Club. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> One thing I want to just say. How, how many do you think that score would have been? The '84 Dolphins played the Jake DeLome Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you, think that, oh, you think it's 52 to three? I mean, come oh on boy, oh my goodness, would I have loved to see that? Right? Oh I my like goodness! All star like... team of all that crap that he beat in Super Bowls, and have Marino the '84 team beat them all the same. Oh game. boy, boy! Imagine Danny they got to do that, and then play Brady Ooh. next. Oh, man, I know. And Brady with the old rules. How would you like to see that one? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. All right, on that note, my friends, that's our show for this evening. We will see you next week as the Miami Dolphins try to continue their uh, winning streak. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Took a look down a westbound road right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I Got the window a long, long moment And she looked into my eyes She didn't have to say a thing